0: Hey everybody, thanks for listening to Marriage Therapy Radio with Zach and Laura. Uh, our topic today is one that I'm excited about. Um, I get an opportunity every so often to participate in events with the Gottman Institute and I always learn something new or I always hear something that in a new way and today um, we get to talk about conflict which is one of my favorite topics to talk about. It's one of my favorite things to work on both in my practice and in my marriage and you'll get to hear a little bit about both so stick around.
1: What's up? What's up?
0: Good. What's good morning? Hey, I think I did my good morning Vietnam joke already, right? Where I go, good I, yes. morning, Laura. You yeah, definitely, definitely did. Yeah,
1: okay. no need to repeat cool. it. Um, but I had a great yeah. morning because even though I have a sinus infection, you might be able to hear it. I got out and I, I ran my butt around this park in Salt Lake and it's probably 50 degrees outside, which is uh, relatively warm for this time of year. And I was so proud of myself. And I will tell you, I don't run because I enjoy it. I literally run just because it's a mental block for me. And I absolutely hate it. And when I get done running, I feel like I can take on the world. For me, running is like childbirth. It it hurts every step huh. of the way. Yeah.
0: That's so how I I'm... feel about waking up.
1: <laughs> Thank you, by the way, for being 30 minutes late to our, our podcast meeting today for sleeping in. Do you know and why, though? You blamed it on Rebecca.
0: I did not. I blamed it on a conversation with Rebecca, which was you <laughs> we were discussing the nuances of white privilege.
1: I I actually will go ahead and give you a pass on that because it sounds like a good intellectual conversation that you should have with your wife. So yeah. I give you a pass.
0: Yeah. Okay, um, how's
1: everything thanks. going? How are you?
0: Um, Good. Yeah, pretty good. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. all things considered. yeah.
1: If you weren't good, would you actually say, I'm not, I'm not doing so hot right now? Given what the fact that we're, I think you would, I do.
0: I would. Sure. I yeah. Would. Yeah. I, um, that's
1: kind of a pet peeve of mine when people just say, oh, everything's fine. Everything's great. Like I wouldn't have asked well, if clients, I wanted you to give me a bogus When answer. clients come into
0: my office, uh, especially early on in, in the treatment process, I'll say, how's it going? And they'll go, good. And I'll go, yeah. okay. Really? Um, so here's the thing. When you walk out the front door and your neighbor's in the next door yard and they say, how's it going? And you say, good. That's totally fine. That's allowed. Mm -hmm, When your mm -hmm. therapist says, how's it going? And you say, good. You better be able to defend that because otherwise we're just wasting time because there's no need for us to be um, polite conversationalists.
1: But I, I am not your neighbor, nor am I your therapist. Um, It's true. true. But I do feel like we can speak candidly with the 2.6 billion people also listening to this podcast. I know.
0: We'd hit a record last week, 2.6 billion.
1: Billion. It's kind of
0: incredible. Literally one third of the planet listens to our podcast.
1: Mm -hmm. It's amazing. I'm really excited about it. Yeah. So you've wanted to talk about something specific today, and I love that you wanted to talk about it because it's fresh on my mind as well, because I just got done hosting a workshop here in Salt Lake, and it's one of my favorite topics to talk about. So why don't you introduce it?
0: Sure. Well, I um, I always get renewed. Um, well, about five times a year, I get to facilitate um, a conference that the Gottman Institute puts on. John and Julie Gottman teach what's called the art and science of love. And as you know... Mm-hmm. Um, They have to have support therapists there helping couples sort of process the content as it comes through. In this case, there were 333 couples um, at this weekend in Seattle, which, by the way,
1: 700 bodies all in one place.
0: No, 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 no. 666 bodies. Oh, no. The number of the devil or something. (laughs) Um, The mark of the beast. Anyway, it was, a, it was an intense weekend. There was a lot going on. Couples were having a, a lot of different kinds of um, challenges, and I love working with them because um, John and Julie have this one statement that I love being reminded of mm-hmm. um, that really does reignite kind of the way I think about my own relationships, the way I think about my work with practice, my, my clients, and I'm going to tell you what it is. Are you ready?
1: I'm ready. Tell me what it is. What is the statement that's so impactful? Well, you already you. know what
0: it is. But but those of you listening, and, um, the I'm going to yeah. tease it out just a little bit longer so you can be like, what is he about to say? No, mm-hmm. um, this is what I love. On day two, which is mostly the conflict day, um, John kind of leads with this idea that the goal of conflict is understanding.
1: Mm-hmm. And
0: I think that's absolutely transformative because... Generally, people think that the goal of conflict is winning, and when you reframe it toward understanding, it really mm-hmm. shifts the whole nature of the way that you're communicating with one another. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. there's lots of different tools, and he calls them blueprints that we would use to seek understanding. But for me, it's really just starting there. The other thing is when I tell clients this, I also have to make this differentiation, which is when you're in conflict and and uh, you don't understand. You could say, "Well, I don't understand." That's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like that—that's mm-hmm. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Or you could say, "I don't understand," um, which means help, I'm having a hard me. time actually participating in this conversation. Help me understand, because mm-hmm. if I understand, maybe we won't argue about. Well, argue about argue about arguing is, is really right. the point. So right, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. I'm kind of jazzed on it. I've been talking to that was uh, this last weekend, and then today's Thursday, so I've had. Three client days, and I've just been nailing it over and over again because that's how I do yeah.
1: things. Because <laughs> you just nail it with clients. I get no. Always. I get into
0: little grooves. I get into little grooves, and I just uh, yeah. I beat I beat the horse until it's dead.
1: Well, I think that's that a, this is a topic that most couples could um, identify with. That if you have conflict, if it's winning, then that means that your partner has heard your side, your point of view and now has to move over and do what your take on kind of your opinion. So if you see things in this light and this is how you want them done, whatever it might be, winning would be that your partner is sort of laid down their opposition and they've come over to your side. And I like the reframe in that if you have conflict, it's not even about winning and it's not even about solving the problem, which I think oftentimes couples think that's the objective. If we have conflict, if we have a problem, it's a problem to solve, um, which is another sort of saying that Dr. Gottman has. It's not a problem to solve. It's a problem to manage. And it's really all about how you manage that conflict that makes a difference in your relationship. Well, so, and I
0: think to like your, to your point, this idea of winning, mm-hmm. if you're winning, your partner's losing. Right, exactly. And that's just, And if your partner's losing, the relationship is losing. And yeah. um, I, I, when people say in my office, they're like, I can't win. I can't win. I'm like, mm-hmm. well, good. Because if you uh-huh. win, then, <laughs> you know, like, let's right. try not to win. Let's try to understand. Um, yeah. And in fact, is you it, know, I, this is interesting because let me speak to this for just one second. Because the conversation sure. that Rebecca and I were having this morning about privilege really stemmed out of a difference that the two of us had about so, the way something got ha- handled at Abby's school. Mm-hmm. Um, and we were on opposite sides and we could have, and for a moment did have this sort of clash of, uh, of intensity about it. And then I would applaud Rebecca who said, you know what, you're right. I, I didn't, I, I wouldn't have seen it that way, but I mm-hmm. hearing you talk about it and she could have easily dug in because we love, right? um, we love this. This the people that are involved in this situation, but it does, it does echo some some of the problems that we're that we're kind of seeing in culturally, and so, I even this morning that it could easily have been a fight, could have easily been a conflict, but um, mm-hmm. our commitment to understanding just mm-hmm. made it, and we walked away, and neither one of us had concluded anything, we didn't resolve mm-hmm. anything, right. we just stayed connected, um, right. and that's why I think the other point of. Uh, some of the tools and exercises that the Gottmans are introducing, it's not, resolution isn't the goal. Repair is the goal. Exactly. um, So.
1: Which I think is very interesting because what you, the statement that you used, I I love teaching repair in in the workshops that I do and the workshops that we do together. And the phrase that, your wife used, which is, you know what, you're right. I didn't see it from that point of view is such an incredible repair to use. It it disarms the other person. And I'm guessing that for you, it felt pretty good for her to say, you know what? I didn't, I didn't think of it from that point of view. You're, you're absolutely right. It feels pretty good to have somebody say this makes sense to me now. Um, one of the things that I was thinking about is this whole idea of just, um, Having understanding and seeking to understand your partner, and um, I talk about this with couples. That sometimes what we tend to do is we're trying, we're seeking understanding, but the way that we're doing it is going all wrong. And one of the phrases that I ask couples not to use is "why." Why do you mm. think that way? Because it automatically puts your partner <laughs> on the defense, right? Like, wh- my, why is what's,
0: yeah.
1: what's what's that? You're defensive. Well, I know that that's Abby, your like, my favorite 15 to my mm-hmm. abby
0: my 15 year old she she asks me a question and i give her an answer she doesn't like and mm-hmm. she says why <laughs> and i don't speak
1: <laughs> <laughs> you just shut down you're like that is she totally Daddy's and she's learned every time word. that she
0: gets one why and i'm not answering and then uh-huh. she just is like okay i guess i'll deal with this answer
1: <laughs> yeah why y is one of those words that i would remove from the language between couples and instead just replace it with huh you know what? Help help me to understand your point of view, and I love that. Just as a female, as someone who wants to be heard, who feels like sometimes her voice is not heard or not um, taken uh, seriously, for somebody to turn toward me, especially my partner, and say, "I'm giving you the floor." Like yeah. I I don't understand your point of view it doesn't make any sense to me, but I'm going to give you this opportunity to share in as non-judgmental and safe a space as possible. Like what is your thinking behind all of this? Give me more information because clearly I don't, mm-hmm. I don't get it. Uh, rather than saying why I would just replace it would just help me to understand you have the floor yeah. and I'm here and I'm listening. Um, so, and I think, yeah, go ahead.
0: Well, no, you're exactly right. And I think the thing that, the way that that shows up in the conference is this idea mm-hmm. that um, the number one thing that couples argue about is nothing, um, and it's because <laughs> right? it's because the topic begins, and then then somebody gets offended by the way the topic gets expressed, and now I'm yeah. not actually talking about the topic anymore. I'm talking about mm-hmm. I'm talking about the way you're talking to me, and so mm-hmm. we go off the rails about that, and uh, you know that could have happened for us this morning, and instead. Right um we Rebecca were repaired. able to stay close to the well she did but also i think what she did was the topic was this this group of kids at school and the but really for me what was underneath it for me was this idea mm-hmm. of privilege and what it means so i'm not actually talking about these kids at school
1: um mm-hmm. i'm
0: talking about sort of this cultural reinforcement that is playing mm-hmm. out that is that is troubling to me and mm-hmm. i think the difference there is that and this is where I think there's a specific conversation within the um, sort of the Gottman toolbox called Dreams Within Conflict. I'll let you talk about it a little bit, but it's designed mm-hmm. for the purpose of getting underneath the topic to, right. the, to the meaning, to the dream, because that yeah. conversation is the one that really matters. Um, mm-hmm. And I kept, staying, I kept saying over and over again, I'm not talking about these kids. I am not right. talking about these kids. It's not the nail in the
1: head, wife. Yeah, yeah.
0: Absolutely, it's not I, about the nail.
1: It's not about the nail. I, th- I mean, you bring up a really good topic and an incredible tool is this whole dreams within conflict conversation. That if you were to imagine having an iceberg, that most conversations, when they're talked about and discussed, and it's a conflict conversation it really is just kind of scratching the surface of this iceberg. It's not getting down below underneath the water where you discover there's a whole lot more meaning um, to be had on the topic. And it's really when people get gridlocked on topics, oftentimes it's because all that underlying meaning is not being discussed. And we're kind of holding on to this is something that's really, truly important to me, like this, this privilege, this white privilege or whatever it might be that you're um, you're thinking about in your scenario and um, you're not really talking about it. So if you can get underneath and you can give your partner the floor to just sort of explore for themselves, what's underneath all of this? Why do I feel so strongly about it? Is there a dream here? Is there some underlying under meaning underneath all of this that really it has hold of my values or my core Um, needs and be able to express that openly in a really safe space with your partner so that you can explore, like, why is my partner holding on to this side, this uh, position so strongly Mm. so that you really can talk about the meaning underneath. And again, it's not about resolving because if it means something to you and it's that important to your core value, you're not going to change on that. You're not going to bend Um, but maybe your partner will have a little bit more empathy when you scratch this sort of topic again and recognize that you're still in opposition and you'll continue to be in opposition.
0: I think too, some, what I love about that conversation too, is that sometimes even the person who is holding the position doesn't know why they're holding it, Right. right? So the, so the, the, the gift in this particular case of being asked questions for the purpose of getting underneath it is really mm-hmm. powerful, not only for the question asker, but also for the answerer. Mm-hmm. Um, so I use it in my practice from time to time. It's, um, it's really just a series of questions that are designed to help you kind of come at it from all angles. And, and mm-hmm. I think what people often discover is that it's, uh, so if, let's say I'm the asker or like I'm asking Rebecca these questions and she's giving me the answers. I may have start with this bias that somehow whatever she's talking about has something to say about me Right and it often (laughs) doesn't doesn't have anything at all to say about me. Yeah, has something to say about her and, and her life and her values and her dreams and her goals. And I think if again if you get into understanding, then basically you just get smarter. You get smarter about your partner, um, which helps you stay connected.
1: Yeah. That would be sort of the idea that the more you understand your partner, the deeper your love maps is, the easier conflict gets. Because as it comes up, you already have this concept of having knowledge about your partner's inner world. And you're thinking, gosh, you know what? I know why this is so triggering to my partner because of their childhood Mm -hmm. history, because of their values, their beliefs, the way that they were raised. And I know that this is how they feel. And I can respect and honor my partner by whatever it might be. But yeah, I it is pretty important. I've, I've let people know that oftentimes when we get so triggered, it's an old, old feeling. And by tapping mm-hmm. into some questions about what does this have to do with your childhood? Did you have some sort of experience in in your history that might help mm-hmm. to explain or understand what's going on for you? It can be really powerful for unlocking that underneath meaning, sort of thinking about that, iceberg? What's underneath the water? Yeah. So I I do love it. I mean, if we were to summarize um, this conversation, what would you say are the main takeaways?
0: First of all, I think um, that there are, the, again, the thesis for me is that the purpose or the goal of conflict is understanding. When you right. can believe that, internalize that, it mm-hmm. changes the entire nature of your conversation. You may not yet have the tools to Mm -hmm. uh, exercise that. And I think that's where the Gottman method is really valuable because um, there are plenty of really healthy or really effective tools or blueprints that can be used to get underneath, Mm -hmm. again, the topic or even the emotion to deeper understanding. And so Mm -hmm. I guess that'd be my two takeaways. One is just this idea, like this kind of mantra even, that that my, the, my only purpose right now as this conflict is beginning to emerge is understanding. Mm-hmm. If I commit mm-hmm. to that, then, okay. And then how do I do that? Well, mm-hmm. maybe you just say something like, I've never thought of that before. Or maybe you tap mm-hmm. into some of these library of tools that you can get through a conference like Art and Science of Love or through a book or through personal therapy. But yeah. starting with uh, the goal of understanding, I think, is my main takeaway for today.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah. I I mean, just to sort of add on to that, I think that if it's like that that cognitive shift of in this argument, my goal is to be heard. And if you can shift the, the goal of being heard, which is most often, you're not hearing me, you're not listening, I don't feel understood. If you can shift rather than feeling heard to focusing your attention on understanding your partner, if two people come at that, and you're both mutually in agreement that you're going to seek understanding in this conflict. I th- oh man, how much easier conflict would get if you're if that's the goal.
0: Sometimes I dare clients to try to out understand the other, or try to out empathize <laughs> with the other's point of view. Like be the yeah. better empathizer. If you're going to win, uh-huh. win at empathy.
1: <laughs> yeah, you know? that's absolutely. Oh. Oh, that's like a, that's a mic drop. That's a quote. Let's go ahead and hashtag that right now. If you're going to win, win at empathy. Um, Well, uh, Zach, it was nice chatting with you. I will see you soon because we have our workshop coming up and I'm super excited about it. And we get to talk about all these fun things and teach these tools that you were talking about. Um, in our workshop specifically about how to manage conflict, So that's going to be really exciting to be able to share our knowledge and our experience and e- even like your own personal experience in your relationship of managing conflict with the, all of our attendees. So I'm excited about that.
0: Got lots of practice.
1: <laughs> lots of practice. That's right. Okay. Well, until next time.
0: Yeah. Um, until next time. Uh, we'll talk to you soon.
1: Okay. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Marriage Therapy Radio. Being able to shift your thinking from trying to win or be heard in conflict conversations Instead, to seeking understanding of your partner's point of view is incredibly powerful and can shift your entire dynamic. And we can't wait to teach you this skill along with many other Gottman Method skills in our workshop that's coming up in Seattle, Washington on November 9th and 10th. We are closing registration down on November 4th, so be sure to register early by going to MarriageTherapyRadio.com and clipping on the Workshop tab. If you're unable to make it to our November workshop, we do have another date set for March 22nd and 23rd. So put that on your calendar and be thinking about it. We can't wait to meet you in person. Thanks for listening. And thank you so much for dedicating your time and energy to making your relationship better today than it was yesterday.